Come on, let me tell you about the facts of life. Sing with me. Welcome back to another episode of Facts of Life. I'm your host, Zakia, and we are still continuing our show love interview series. And today we have Crystal from Crystal Light Yoga. And mm-hmm. Crystal Light Yoga is a nonprofit organization. Um, And Crystal is a recreation therapist, a yoga instructor. She's a certified lifeguard. And she's a founder of the t-shirts, Bend Me, I'm Flexible. Hi, Crystal. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So um, I wanted to bring Crystal on this episode because, and just to do a little, I I would say a synopsis, but with all of the things that are going on in the world today, we could use some yoga, we could use some meditation in our lives. Um, I know a lot of people are protesting and people are on the front lines um, <clears throat> trying to fight for justice and change in the world. Um, so I think it's important that we highlight people in our community that are doing the work behind the scenes. Um, so this is why Crystal is here. And did you need, did you want to add anything to your introduction? Did I miss anything? No, you pretty much said everything. That's, that's pretty much everything. (laughs) All right. Um, so let's start off with a icebreaker. What is your favorite yoga pose and why? Um, I feel like my favorite yoga pose is um, the back bend. Um, nine times out of ten, it's a it's a real go to of mine. Like if I'm gonna if I want to take a picture or um, or if I just like really have fun teaching it too. Um, I remember in most of my classes before COVID, we all could uh, <laughs> be together. Um, I would teach the I would teach the back bend, um, and literally it was just so much fun to walk people through the steps um, because some people like when they hear it the first time they're like wait what is she saying but then I go back and I thoroughly explain you know um, how to thoroughly get into the pose and a lot of people feel like just looking at somebody else doing it it looks hard right. it looks like it's not. Is not, you know, you're not capable of doing it. But that was one actually also one of the first poses I kind of did that that um, when I was in teacher training that just made me feel like, wow, like I didn't know I could do this. Like it just made me it made me feel like hope because a lot of people um, like myself, I'm one. Uh, we we learn or go into yoga feeling like, oh, you know, you have to be really flexible. And for me, that pose showed me that. I'm just as flexible with practice and over time because um, even now, like I noticed that I can, which of course I haven't been doing it now, but um, due to me expecting, but like before when I would do the pose, I would notice that I would, I could uh, get deeper into the stretch Mm -hmm. and um, 
the more you practice, the the more flexible, the more flexibility you um, gain and obtain. So it's a really fun pose. I think you're you're the, um, that's my favorite one. Yeah. 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 yeah, I like um I like the back bend too because it reminds me of childhood. I don't know, like um yeah. <laughs> cartwheels and trying to do flips and things like that. So it definitely helps bring out the inner child in me. Um, yeah. I was in gymnastics briefly uh, as a child, but I don't think I could be doing all the flips and tricks anymore. <laughs> but I could definitely. Yeah, I could get to a back. They did it during childhood. They they can like fall back into it still. I mean, they may be a little rusty, but for the most part, they can get into it. But um, when I walk them into it my way, I start them from the ground up. And some people like to just go and fall back into it. But um, either way, it's fine. But it's really fun. Like it makes people laugh, especially because they're like, "Wait, you want me to do that?" <laughs> and it's like yeah you can do it it's a beginner's pose <laughs> that's what some people don't know that's a beginner's pose right so, for sure for sure that's my favorite thank you for that all right so let's get into some questions um i want to start off with what does yoga mean to you as an instructor and somebody that has practice as well without instructing? Um, yoga to me um, is an experience that allows me to, allows me to teach and experience breathing, healing, um, just taking a step back and um, kind of just concentrating, meditating. Um, it's just a, a whole healing process. You get to you get to breathe, and I have a I have a, a motto on my page: breathe, sweat, laugh, and heal. Um, and I go based off that because that's what yoga means to me. Um, those are the dynamic steps to me of um, that experience, and I feel like it's something that everybody should at least at least try and. Um, it's just a wonderful feeling to indulge and engage in it. And um, I feel like personally, it's, it's just a, it's like, a, it's just, a, it's an outer body, it's an inner body and outer body experience. And for me um, to be able to teach that and to be able to experience that, it's just whole, it brought, it has brought me to a whole new level um, in so many different ways. It changes your way of thinking. It changes how you like respond to things and how you handle certain situations. And if you can give that and teach that to somebody else, then you know I feel like that's amazing. Yeah, I agree. And really dynamic, a dynamic component of life. I feel like it's essential. <laughs> yeah, I feel I, I feel the same way. I think that everybody should do yoga. And I wanted to like go back to. Um, what you said about healing, because I think it's important for whether, you know, we're in this community, whether we're in the melanated community or it doesn't matter which, which community with all that's going on right now, everybody needs some yoga in their life. You know what I mean? <laughs> like everybody. Absolutely. Um, but I agree. Like when I first started yoga, um, it changed my life like completely. Like 
Um, I feel like I'm way more, you know, calm now that I have yoga in my life. And I can definitely, you know, tell the difference when I'm not being consistent in my practice. You know what I mean? It's like way more irritable and so many other things. But I agree with that. I definitely agree. Yeah, like I feel like if I stay away from it too long, I start to myself feel convicted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's because for the most part, it's, it's a part of nourishment. It's kind of basically just like, to me, like hygiene, you know, uh, you need to brush your teeth and wash your face every day. So <laughs> when right. you don't, like if, if you stop doing those things, you're going to feel like bad. You're going to feel like you're not keeping up with something, um, essential or something that's a, a part of your activities of your 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 daily living things that you need that's necessity um right. and while other people might look at it more as like an exercise um I feel like some people look at it more of uh, different ways some people look at it like spiritual walk some people look at it like just a um a meditative experience you know a way to release stress and that's that's mainly how I resonate with it. That I release stress. Um, it's how I'm able to clear my thoughts. It's how I'm able to, you know, um, do away with some thoughts, you know, and just kind of like concentrate on my breathing and my body, you know, and listening to it. That was the major. That was like one major thing that I fell in love with. Uh, how I fell in love with yoga and why I fell in love with yoga, basically um, learning how to listen to my body because that's not something that we actively um know how to do you know as we grow we start to we start to like acquire I guess you could say like bad habits of like dealing with stress and um certain you know just triggers and stuff like that you know we gain stuff in life and start to experience stuff and yoga teaches you how to stop in those moments and just like listening to your body and even while doing yoga it teaches you how to um, listen to your body because your body will tell you everything that um, you need to know about it for real. Like just so it's just so dynamic. And so, yeah. Right. Definitely. So tell us about your yoga journey and how you got started with yoga. So my yoga, my yoga journey is actually funny um, because I, Never thought, um, I won't say in a thousand years, but I just never found myself like if you would have asked me, if you would have told me, like, oh, you're gonna be a yoga instructor, I'm like, okay, you know, um, I never like, I never really knew what yoga was, mm-hmm. um, until I started working for a hospital here in Houston as a recreational therapist. And it was a requirement. They were like, you're going to have to become a yoga instructor. And I was like, okay. Um, and of course you hear the name yoga. So you kind of like, you kind of know it have, what it has to do with, but you really don't know the dynamics of everything. Right. So I'm just like, I'm open to it. You know, I'm, I'm an active person. I've always been very active. Um, and so I've always had an open mind. I'm very adventurous. So I was like, well, okay, you know, I'll give it a shot. I always give anything um, a try. So 
Um, they pay for me to go to uh, get my certification at the Institute of Spirituality. That's um, downtown in the medical center. And it was with um, our guru, Lex Gilman. He was instructing the class. And um, like literally, <laughs> we were waking up at five in the morning and leaving at five in the afternoon. So, and we did this for a vast of like a week or two. Mm-hmm. And it was very different for me um, first because I didn't know uh, what all I would be learning. I just knew that this was something that my job required and I was going to do it because I wanted that job. <laughs> so <laughs> I went into it with the mindset of like, oh, you know, just beforehand, I was introduced to it because the my manager that I was working with and a fellow coworker, they had already been certified. So I sat in one of their classes and I was like, okay, this is not so bad, but how am I going to teach this? Right. You know, <laughs> I'm going to teach, how am I going to teach this and do this? Like, I've never, ever done this. So I kind of went into it with the mindset of, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to give it a shot. And literally, like, going through those two weeks of um, training changed my whole entire life. Um, it was more, it wasn't just about, like, the poses. It was more so about, like, how it makes you feel, um, what you can learn. You know, he went more in depth about just like different things. And he, he, he even went into like business aspects of yoga and just basically that was my journey. Um, and afterwards I felt so close with, uh, my journey and that's like, I wanted to continue. And then a little after that, I will say, um, with teaching at the hospital, there's a lot of restrictions. So I didn't always feel comfortable teaching and um, I wasn't fluent and consistent in my practice because I didn't really, I still was like, you know, finding my way and figuring it out. But once I decided that, um, that I wanted to step outside of the hospital scene and teach my own classes, that's when I truly found the love that I have now for yoga um, because I gave it my own vibe. Like literally, you know, in the hospital, you can't touch your patients um, due to liability and um, you can't like play certain music. And I'm more of like a neo soul um, lover. Um, And so, you know, I I don't always like to play, you know, um, um, music or, you know, like stuff like that. I like, I like to hear some, yeah, I like to hear some soul. So when I was able to put that, intertwine that with my flow, um, I, I could feel more comfortable with my, with my teaching ability and, um, coming up with like different flows that made me feel confident and just like using my own verbiage because you have to watch what you say in certain places. But, um, on my own, you know, I feel comfortable. Like I'm not the average yoga teacher. Of course, I'm not like downright cursing in class, but if I want to be funny, if I want to be, you know, witty, I can be that. Um, I have to be like, you know, straight up and down, you know? Um, and it's just like, once I was able to do that, I could feel more comfortable. And then that's when I started digging deeper into my own practice. And that's pretty much my journey It's led me here. And, um, it's like growing even now, you know, because there's so many 
styles of yoga. And so now I find myself want to learn different styles because I teach Hatha yoga, which is where you kind of stay, you basically stay in your asanas, which are your postures. You stay in those for about two to three minutes. And um, you're supposed to anyway. <laughs> um, and, um, but I've also tried um, hot yoga and that was interesting. Um, and I've also tried vinyasa, which is really hard to me. Uh, and because <laughs> it's consistent movement, it almost feels like a dance. Um, yeah. And I now I'm getting more to prenatal yoga. So I, I don't I don't know if I'll be teaching it, but I'm definitely like in my own personal um, practice. I'm I've been interested in learning prenatal poses and what's um what's acceptable for moms who are expecting to do because you know we can't do all the poses that um we would normally do (laughs) we're not you know expecting or pregnant because you know you don't want to harm the baby or yourself so yeah I'm like the more the more and more like you are always be in in yoga you'll always be a student (laughs) always for sure it's definitely I feel like an ongoing journey um because you know like you said earlier like yoga is not just about poses and I think that's where people get intimidated because you know we have the internet and we have social media nowadays and all you see is people doing poses on social media so you think like oh I can't do this or whatever but you also have to understand that you know with the poses comes practice and I think people just want to just jump from a to z without putting in the work and you know I learned like with doing the poses it's also part of your mind too and like how you feel about yourself and what are you thinking about while you're trying to do these different things? Are you saying to yourself, Oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. And if you say that, you won't be able to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, And that's why I mainly tell people it's an experience. Right. You know, it's not a, it's not an exercise. Some people think of it as that, Hey, you know, to each his own, but to me, it's an experience because like you, like you mentioned, um, you have an internal thought process of how you view yourself. If you if you come to class and you're not confident and you're not viewing yourself in a in a in a positive way, then you're not gonna feel comfortable during the whole class. You're just not. Um, right. You're not gonna be able to let go and let loose, you know. And maybe some people come to class looking for that, and sometimes you get that when you come to class. You're able to drop those thoughts, and you're able to just focus on you know, what you're doing, but it's definitely experience. You, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mental thing. It's a physical thing. You know, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of different factors. So someone that's new to yoga, how, what do you suggest on them getting started? Um, as far as yoga goes, should they take a class first? Should they do like the YouTube? Like, what do you suggest for new yogis? So first I would suggest them to um, hold themselves accountable with their health status. Mm. Like if you know that you have certain issues, um, 
you know, um, health wise, like if you're experiencing uh, strenuous amounts of pain in certain areas, um, consult with your physician <laughs> before you um, decide to embark on that. And um, moving forward, if your physician says that it's okay and that you can do it, I would suggest um, to do your research. Like you can go on YouTube because YouTube have a lot of great um, instructors on there. But I would say like try to to find someone that is local in your area. Like, you know, um, I know a lot of people now have like directories. Right. Um, you have a lot of people, a lot of pages have directories where you can kind of search up to see um, who offers what services. So I would say for beginners, definitely try to um, right now is everything is virtual, but definitely try to connect with someone uh, specifically like one on one. If you're not if you know you're not like comfortable in a uh, in a big class. Um, if you're okay with a big class, I would say, um, yeah, um, just start, start. I mean, most places have beginner classes. So start starting your beginner's class, even if you feel like, oh, I'm pretty flexible. I, you know, I got this. You know, start start small, go in with an open mind. Yeah. Um, an open mind is good. <laughs> yeah. Definitely go in with an open mind because yeah. if you don't go in with an open mind, you've you've destroyed the whole experience so definitely go in with an open mind that's my advice consult with your physician do your research find someone that you would you think you would enjoy because a lot of people go to class different classes um based off of just trying to find something first the first thing and i find that if you find somebody that you feel like you would connect or vibe with like personally you would enjoy that classes a lot more because um you you tend to open up to open up more to people that you feel like you have something in common with, right? Not most most percent of the time. So, um, and I know for me, I like I like um, going to classes where people look like me. So <laughs> um, that's what I've looked for. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I've looked for. I feel more comfortable with that. And so um, for me, you know, whatever works for you. Um, but definitely, and then going with an open mind, and then allowing yourself to learn. I think that everything else will work work itself out. Right, I agree. Like when people ask me, you know, about therapy, I always tell them, like, when you are looking for a therapist, same way you're looking for a class, a yoga class, or a yoga instructor, like you should consult or see if you have the option to consult with people so you know see if the find free classes first you know and if you enjoy it then start yeah like you said consulting it's like when you go to different classes almost like you're consulting with this instructor or in this class to see if it's a a good fit for you you know yeah and then another thing I would say is too um when you go when you go to your first class kind of like research what type of yoga they're teaching, like what different types of yoga they teach. Because I will say that some people have destroyed their first experiences because they tried the wrong form of yoga. Like some, certain yogas aren't for everybody, you know? Um, like I feel like if I would have tried to learn hot yoga or vinyasa first, 
it would have probably destroyed my entire experience. Um, so definitely do your research on what type of yoga that you're actually, what type of yoga class you're going to. Right. Um, and I find what's more popular now is like, you know, they have all types. They have hip hop uh, yoga. They have um, Afro beats yoga. They have different types. Yeah. Trap. So, um, <laughs> I don't know about the trap music. I don't know about that. It's just too much going on. <laughs> so, whatever you enjoy, you know, yeah. if you're more yin yoga, I mean, uh, and I say right, yin yoga, I think I did. Um, yeah, it's more subtle and quiet and slow. So, you know, if it just wherever you, wherever you have to really do your homework. Like, yeah. really, because <laughs> I know some people come to Hatha Yoga and they're thinking like, oh, you know, we're going to hold a pose for like 30 seconds and we moving like, no, we're going to hold this pose until <laughs> like at least a minute or two. We go hold this yeah. pose and they just be like, man, I'll be like, breathe, just breathe <laughs> through it. We're going to get through it. Yeah. Like, we got to hold these poses. But that's just like with me and hot yoga. Like, I can't do hot yoga a lot. Like. I can't. I'll be feeling like I'm about to pass out. I can't. <laughs> I love hot yoga, and I think it's because I just love a challenge. Um, yeah, it's definitely a challenge, and it will make you sweat. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was going to hot yoga out here uh, at what is it? Yoga Works. Yeah, Yoga mm-hmm. Works a couple summers ago, and that it just get, and it gave me a lot of energy. Too. I would say that I, w- I would go like early in the morning too, so it would give me a yeah. lot of energy. But I know there's a place out here, um, I believe it's Yoga House Houston. Yoga um, House. It's black, yeah, it's black owned in Third Ward, and I know um, she does a lot of high yoga. Um, You're gonna have to send me her information. Okay, I will. <laughs> I've been like going back and forth, like with yoga studios, or if I want to, cause like, and this is a good segue because <laughs> I, cause yoga studios are expensive, and um, they are. You know, I I was, I think maybe it was the beginning of the year. I watched a documentary on Netflix, um, the Bikram yoga documentary. And, oh my god, I watched that too. <laughs> yeah, and one of the things. Yeah, it was a good documentary, but one of the things I took away from the documentary is, you know, this guy was charging these women thousands of dollars for training, and then I feel like, right, and then in return, you know, these women that got certified to teach, they're charging all this money for these studios and memberships because they done paid $10,000 for yoga training. You know what I mean? So um, I wanted to know how, how do you feel about um, yoga, the cost of yoga and how does crystal light yoga bridge the gap um, with it being expensive and being affordable for people to practice? So, um, I can say at most with the teacher training, uh, I feel like the amounts are really extensive. Like, um, luckily I didn't have to pay out of pocket for mine, but like I've, even with him though, with the Institute of Spirituality, um, he's actually inexpensive. Uh, so if you were looking to become anybody looking to become an instructor, 
look up the Institute of Spirituality and Yoga and um, Lex Gilman. I'm not sure if he's still teaching or how they're doing it right now, but um, their classes were really reasonable. But I've looked up other um, classes and they've been really steep. And um, for crystal like yoga, I try to keep everything inexpensive and reasonable because for me I know that um especially during these times like finances can be really shaky and I want I want my customers and my students to enjoy the practice and not have to worry about oh well am I gonna am I gonna get my the bank for my book because sometimes people buy these memberships like these hundred two hundred dollar memberships for a month and you may only go to a class like once or twice you know what I'm saying or three times or four like however it depends on your lifestyle and so I feel like it's a little unfair but at the same time like I, I don't know um I can't speak personally for studios because I don't have one and I feel like, you know, it's a lot of stuff to, to um, upkeep in the studio. So that may be why they charge so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I'm not like I'm I'm really not a studio girl. I'm more of a freelance um, um, yoga instructor. I like to be amongst the community in parks, maybe bars, um, <laughs> just really anywhere that accept me, you know, um, yeah. because I feel like it's a, it's fun too. you know, you're a different environment you're not just in the same place and visually people want to see different things and it makes the it makes the experience more exciting you know to step outside of the box and then you're able to charge a different price if not give it for free and so that's what I try to do like I've known in the past like my past um my past event um loving a well you I I definitely went hard to find sponsors so that I could give this event for free because for me it's all about the experience and you learning something from it and you gaining something from it more so than you worried being worried about okay am I gonna have the money to pay for it you know can I pay for the experience and I find myself too like even personally I find myself admiring so many um different uh I guess you could say yoga companies and brands I find myself admiring them and um and even uh the like summits and stuff like that different summits I admire them so much because it's so nice and pretty and beautiful you know at the same time it's like oh if you want to go you got to pay five hundred dollars and it's like well god you know (laughs) yeah you know so it's just a lot and I feel like if if as a community, if we could offer these great resources um, without pretty much asking uh, our customers for so much money, that would be like great, you know, because I mean, I held a whole, e- a whole event and it was really nice. It was really, you know, enjoyable and fun. We ate, we had free food. They had free food free free alcohol um we did a vision it was like a vision board but it was more so like a vision of um loving yourself what does that look like for you you know what does a well you look like for you 
and I wanted them to put it in front of themselves. So I had them put it on a poster and everything. And then we flowed and we had a good time and like everybody enjoyed themselves. So I feel like if I could do something like that without asking them to come out of their pocket, then other people can do the same thing. But, you know, you you can't kind of like push your uh, opinion or believe whatever on other people. And I understand a lot of uh, yoga instructors feel like, you know, well, I got to eat, too, which is true. Um, but I just feel like majority of the time, if I, if I could like find a way to make it free or little to nothing, that's, that's my whole goal. Um, and I feel like, um, for me, resources is better than any amount of money. Like if you, if you have the proper resources, you can make stuff happen. And, um, I even applied for a grant a while back, which I still haven't heard anything, um from them but I applied for a grant and it was basically um I forget the name of the I forget the name of the actual organization but pretty much they um would give a grant to an instructor who ever applied and pretty much you had to write in specific what um type of event you would kind of like host Mm-hmm. for the community and it had to be to an underserved community so you know for me it was the black community I was like oh I I can I can um pretty much have yoga uh for underserved underserved communities that deal with trauma and violence that was my thing and so I wrote about that and how it would be beneficial and everything and um my my vision was to have someone speak on trauma mm-hmm. uh like a, a health uh health um or wellness professional healthcare wellness professional come in and speak on trauma and what it looks like so you could be aware of it and then I wanted to have like a segment for um hit and then I wanted to have like a segment for like meditation you mm-hmm. know and just to like guide them through that process and show them like, you know, how yoga relieves stress and, you know, it's calming. And these are like things that you can do um, to help cope with certain things. Cause some people don't know what, what cope, like certain me- coping mechanisms are. And I just wanted to introduce that, but I applied, I didn't hear anything. I mean, COVID could be a big factor in that. Right. as well but I, I mean that was going to be you know grant money that I would be able to just give the community something for free again and so like I, there's a there are ways to do it um and that's something that's kind of like back and forth in the yoga community too and I think a lot of a lot of us struggle with it because of course you know we have to live and survive you know we have rent and things of that sort but then on the other side of things you know you want to make sure that you're focused on healing and I know like from just reading and like certain books that I've read um during my process and practice of yoga it'll tell you like yoga is not meant for material gain like Mm -hmm. the whole purpose of yoga is just the experience and the healing process you know um yeah, and so it, it never was isn't it never was intended, I don't feel, for material gain. Um so if you go in with that mindset, I feel like um you've already lost just me yeah. personally. That's my personal opinion. But I do understand that in certain in certain aspects, you know, um in order to host certain events, you do need to 
um, make a certain amount. But if you can get sponsors, people who invest in your events, or you can get grants so that you can be able to provide free events for the community, that's even better because if you are reaching underserved communities, then a lot of them don't have the funds to just come out and pay a whole bunch of money to come and get something that they need. That's the whole reason why you want to bring it to them because, you know, a lot of them, you know, that's just like therapy. A lot of, I feel like a lot of underserved communities need therapists. You know, they need those sessions, but of course not everybody has the money to go and have sessions every week, you know, or every other week or every month. So, I mean, you just kind of got to like figure out where you want to be and what's important to you, you know? And I think I found what's important to me and what's important to me is just getting people there, getting people to experience and enjoy themselves and understand like the whole process of what yoga is and how it makes them feel and to just let that resonate, you know? And that's like, that's my main purpose for crystal light yoga. Like I want people to, I basically, you know, my thing is to be a light in the community and lead people to this so that they can be free, you know, mentally and physically, um, because that's what it did for me, it made me free. And it made me more accepting of myself, you know, my body in a lot of ways, you know, and it made me, it made me, a really like a better happier person you know yeah for sure I think like when you know and not just saying you but when people have this gift or you know they're skilled in a certain area and they give back I feel like that inspires the people that you're giving back to to want to possibly do the same thing as you and so now you have more people in your community that are able to continue to give back so it's like you're kind of keeping a good cycle going not a bad cycle but you know a good cycle going so it's like we always have these resources in our community because you know we need it the most out of any other culture nationality race whatever like we need it the most especially now but I feel like you know if we had more of these things in our community then maybe certain things would happen maybe not I don't know but I think you know having people like you in our community that give these things back to us you know is is helpful even if you know it doesn't matter if you do you know if you haven't had an event in a while I think it's great that you know you're willing and you're open to to giving back yeah. to people because we really do need it. Like we need the healing in our community. We need to heal so that we can come together and we can all be on one page and one accord, yeah. you know, for a greater yeah. purpose. Yeah, for sure. With healing. Yeah, of course. So I I want to thank you for coming on the show and um, talking with me again. I apologize. <laughs> thank you for being patient, but I definitely um, appreciate you coming back on and talking with us, well, my audience, about yoga. And I I trust that, and I hope that this was helpful to others um 
in that people will start thinking about getting the ball rolling with yoga. Even if you start with meditating, like just start the process somewhere so that, you know, you could be the best version of yourself, you know, like that's what I'm all about is like being the best version of you for sure. Yeah. So let everybody know um, how they can find you. So I did want to say, too, um, it's in the works, but I should have a prenatal um, hosting a prenatal party. Um, I won't be instructing. um, I'm collaborating with someone else that she's a doula and she also um, she also uh, teaches yoga. So she knows more about prenatal yoga than I do. So she'll be teaching, but I'm going to host it being that I've been, it's something that I've been wanting to do for a while now. And it's something that I've been wanting to engage, engage in um, more repetitiously. So um, that'll be on my page soon and I'll be promoting that. Um, so that's just like a recent class for anybody who wants to join. I mean, even though it's prenatal yoga, it's for moms who are expecting. But even if you're not expecting, it's still a good way to um, begin because it's a lot softer, you know, and it's not as strenuous. So if that's just something that anybody's interested in, that'll be on July the 17th at 2 o'clock. Um, and we'll have like discussions as well, but, um, I just want to say I'm on social media on, I'm on Instagram at crystal light yoga. I'm also on Facebook, on Facebook, uh, at crystal light yoga as well. And, um, if you can't find me on either or you can go to my website at www.crystallightyoga.com and everything should pop up all my social media handles. And like, you'll see a picture of me. Um, and an introduction of who I am and what my company stands for. And I even have like, um, some products, some like nice products that you can obtain. If you like, you if you're a new yogi, you can get you a, um, a yoga mat. I have some yoga mats and I have some teas, you know, just to empower you like during your process. Cause I know a lot of people need like different types of motivation. And so I have some really empowering merchandise on there just to help you get motivated um because just like you know just like beginning school for the first time going to um elementary school you know the motivation was I got my pencils you know my favorite pencils I got my backpack with my favorite character on it and I got my favorite shoes I can't wait to wear them shoes but that was the motivation you know um the colorful notebooks all that all that was motivation to get you to and want to be excited about going to school so for me to get my um students motivated about yoga is why I sell my merch um I have like I said I have yoga posters if you're at home and you need to get a quick 25 30 minute flow in and you don't necessarily have an instructor you're going to I got posters you can follow the sequence you yes. know, and hold the poses and then learn what they're called. So, I mean, you know, it'll motivate you to, you know, want to get more engaged. But you can find me on all three of those, my website, Facebook, and Instagram. Okay. Well, thank you again. Um, send me the information about the uh, prenatal event so that I can okay. 
put it in the description so people, you know, they can see it visually as well. Um, but yeah, that sounds good. I'm I'm happy to have you. I'm glad that you're you're here. And I'm so happy. Yeah, that you have me. It would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna work through this community and and get it right as much as we can for sure. So absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to Facts of Life. Again, I'm your host, Zakia. This is our show love interview series. And I will talk to you guys later. Peace.